Good morning, everyone. My name is Etienne Davis, and I'm going to be singing a song called Masterpiece by Jasmine Sullivan. I picked this, I picked this song, <laughs> I picked this song to sing, uh, especially a cappella because of the words. Uh, it's about loving yourself, and for this remarkable moment that we get to celebrate Miss Juanita Lark, um, her being the first graduate of Goshen College, it's just, it speaks volumes to all of the black students that are here. Uh, that it's, it's, it's okay to, it's okay to prosper, and it's okay to love yourself while you do it. So, thank you. My eyes aren't used to these rays. I'm feeling exposed, but I can't hide no more. I can't hide. As the sun shines on all of my glory, my flaws don't look so bad at all. What was I so afraid of? Every part of me is a vision of a portrait of Mona, of Mona Lisa. Ooh, every part of me is beautiful, and I finally see I'm a work of art, I'm a masterpiece. Who is this I try so long to find, filling my head with lies? That I'm not good enough, that I heard something in my head, tell me I'm perfect, now that I know the truth. Time to show the proof that every part of me is a vision of a portrait of Mona, of Mona Lisa. Every part of me is beautiful, and I finally see I'm a work of art, I'm a masterpiece, and now I see the pretty colors on my canvas. I'm a work of art, of Good morning and happy Black History Month. Woo! <laughs> Round of applause for that. 
My name is Devon Kramer. I serve on the student life team here at Goshen College, specializing in retention and intercultural student support. I also serve as a Black Student Union advisor. I welcome you to our Juanita Lark Tribute Convocation. Juanita was the first African-American graduate from Goshen College in 1943. We celebrate and remember her time here at Goshen College, and we continue to be inspired by her story of strength and perseverance. We'll now have President Brenneman offer remarks. Let me extend my welcome to everyone this morning, a wide <clears throat> embrace of all of you who are here this morning, and especially to the family of Juanita Lark Bell, who has joined us from as far away as Alaska, California, Florida, and everywhere in between. It's wonderful to have you here, especially for this day. It is so fitting that as part of Black History Month that we gather today to honor the life and legacy of Juanita Jewel Lark, our first African-American graduate, if you can believe it, 74 years ago. Juanita's graduation is one of the top 10 moments that not only shaped the African-American history of Goshen College, it helped pave the way to having Martin Luther King Jr. speak on campus 23 years later, and was integral in shaping Goshen College into becoming the beloved community spoken of by Dr. King a dream still in the making here on our campus. Juanita's life and spirit lives on in the spiritual DNA of this place. She, alongside a cast of thousands, including you all here, united by our love for and dedication to the mission of Goshen College, are together helping create a world house of learning that transcends generations cultural backgrounds, philosophical ideas, orientations, and political beliefs. Our, on our campus, we have 20 named buildings or public spaces honoring professors, students, philanthropists, and alums with names like Yoder, Miller, Kratz, Souter, Kulp, Schrock, Newcomer. None reflecting, however, the diversity that is the present-day Goshen College or the full collective history that brought us well into our second century as an institution. Today, 43% of our student body are students of color. In just a few years at that pace, we will have a majority-minority institution. And this in the heartland of Indiana, folks, not my home state of California. How awesome is that? Now, what I have to say next, I only say because of the times we live in and the alternative narratives out there that would assail this inclusive vision. Make no mistake, we have not lost one inch of ground by almost any measurable standard to be continuing to be listed among the top 10% of educational institutions in the nation out of 4,000 colleges and universities including recently being named the second best liberal arts college or university in the state of Indiana, second only to Notre Dame. I mean, who can compete with Notre Dame? 
Well, we will. <laughs> we will continue to create a college that is becoming among the most inclusive educational environments in the world so that all who join our college community understand and are enabled to take the fullest advantage of everything that Goshen College offers. Do we still have mountains to climb? No question. Have we arrived at the full fulfillment of our dream? Not yet. But you can believe me that this family, this Goshen College family, if Albert Goodson's spiritual meant something at the height of the Civil Rights Movement, and it was played just as we were entering today, when he wrote in 1963, it is just as inspiring to me today as it was in 1963. We've come this far by faith, leaning on the Lord, trusting in the Holy Word. God's never failed us yet. You know it. Oh, we won't turn back. We've come this far by faith. And so, I'm especially delighted today to officially announce that the first point of entry for most every prospective student, the portal through which many of Goshen College's friends and visitors will first enter this beloved community, we will call, henceforth, it will be christened, the Juanita Lark Welcome Center. Now, all right, we didn't plan this really, but this is worth a doxology. So, Deb, where are you? Could you just lead us in a doxology? <laughs> this, is a, this is a song that is well loved here in the community. If you want to sing along, it is in the blue hymnals, the blue large hymnals in front of you, number 118 also referred to as 606, praise God from whom all blessings flow. Can we stand to sing, please?
before graduation, we'll also be naming the junior-senior student apartments in, uh, in honor of Octavio Romero, who first attended Goshen College in 1948 from Mexico. Octavio and his wife, Pita, now living in San Antonio, have established five endowed scholarships for Goshen College students. So keep your eyes open for that ribbon-cutting ceremony later. Future opportunities to name buildings and spaces on campus in honor of such luminaries as Juanita Lark and Octavio Romero will allow us to continue to provide more visible examples of Goshen College's vision to reflect the beautifully diverse kingdom of God here on earth as it is in heaven. And now I have the distinct honor of introducing the mayor of Goshen, a leader who fully embraces the vision of our city and region in becoming a vibrant, welcoming, safe, and diverse place to live, play, study, and work, will you give a warm welcome to the Honorable Jeremy Stutzman. Thank you. Everybody's um, been up here singing today, so I've been trying to figure out how I can sing this proclamation, but I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna promise anything. Uh, it is an absolute honor to be here today and officially welcome the, the Lark family to the community of Goshen. We're so grateful you came out today and, and made the travels that you have. Goshen has changed significantly since its history, throughout its history. And I think that one thing that has made me proud to be mayor and the reason I wanted to be mayor was the diversity that we see continuing to grow here. And the diversity that we see here today is due largely to people like Juanita Jewel Lark, those courageous, um, very just fantastic people that stepped out of the realm of safety in some instances and stepped out of the realm of what was comfortable and really made a statement and did what they wanted to do and what they had the right to do. So I am so grateful that, to Goshen College for, for making this decision, bringing this forward, and President Brenneman and his leadership. I'm grateful to our community for continuing to work on diversity. In Goshen, not too long ago, uh, we would have an instance come up, an event, something that, of negative nature. And the community would come together and we'd have discussions about diversity. And then we'd all go home and we kind of forget about it. And then something else would happen and we'd have those discussions again. And I am so excited to see that these discussions are on their own now. It doesn't take a negative event to have our discussions to find out how can we celebrate our diversity here? How can we further accept and bring together our diversity? And watching Goshen's population change over the years that I've been here, which haven't been all that many, um, has been fantastic. And I'm just so excited that we were able to bring this many people together today to participate this. And I didn't prepare any remarks today, so I didn't have time there to figure out how to sing this, so I'm just going to read it. <laughs> but it's my honor to be able to declare it today Juanita Jewel Lark Day. Proclamation. Whereas Juanita Jewel Lark was born November 12, 1921, in Washington, D.C., and whereas Lark enrolled at Goshen College in the fall of 1942 as a senior after attending Howard University and Heston College, and in August 1943, Lark became the first African-American to graduate from Goshen College. And whereas, with her bachelor's degree in education in hand, she taught for 38 years in Chicago public schools, conveying a love of learning and a passion for excellence to thousands of students. 
and whereas Lark will continue to serve as a powerful symbol of social justice and a role model for the present and future generations because of her pioneering achievements, courage, and determination. Today, Goshen College is renaming its Welcome Center, the Juanita Lark Welcome Center. Now therefore, I, Jeremy P. Stutzman, Mayor of the City of Goshen, do hereby proclaim February 10th, 2017, as Juanita Jewel Lark Day in the City of Goshen and call upon all residents to acknowledge the accomplishments of this truly remarkable Goshen College alumni, civil rights pioneer, teacher, and role model. <clears throat> My name is Talia Borum, and I'm excited to introduce our guest speaker for today's combo, Dr. Linda Lyons. Dr. Lin Lyons has a Bachelor of Business Administration and Management from the University of Oklahoma, a Master of Science in Human Resource Development from Georgia State University, and a Doctorate of Education from the University of Georgia that focuses on adult education and organizational development. She is an Assistant Professor of Education and Director of Strategic Initiatives in University College at Ken Kensaw State University. Linda teaches first-year seminars and leadership development courses that promote the development of intercultural competencies. Dr. Lyons' research is building intercultural competencies in higher education through a collaborative approach with faculty and facilitators who are charged with designing, implementing, and evaluating cultural awareness curriculum and initiatives. Previously, Dr. Lyons held the role of Interim Chief Diversity Officer and Director of Center for University Learning at KSU. In both roles, she assisted stakeholders in recognizing and appreciating the value of diversity and inclusion through programs and multicultural education opportunities. And she managed professional development program for staff. Dr. Lyons also holds professional certi certifications in learning and organizational development, and her areas of expertise include professional development, diversity and inclusion, intercultural competence development, succession planning, career development, and leadership styles. At this time, I would now like to welcome Dr. Lyndon Lyons to the stage. Thank you. Good morning. And thank you for that kind introduction and this opportunity to say a few words on behalf of our family at this convocation. President Berenden, Mayor Stutzman, family, and Goshen constituents, I am happy and very humbled to stand before you this morning and to share our family's joy of this momentous occasion. Several members of our family have traveled from all over the country to be here today. And for those who were unable to come, they send their deepest regards and appreciation for honoring one of our own, Juanita Jewel Lark Bell. I'd like to take a quick moment to acknowledge and introduce one family member in particular, Mrs. Emma Waters. 
My Aunt Emma is Juanita Lark's little sister and the last living sibling. Aunt Emma, please stand and be recognized. Welcome, Auntie. <laughs> Let me start by again saying thank you. As an academician, I know that renaming a college building is no small undertaking or a matter to be treated lightly. The fact that you chose to rename your Welcome Center after my aunt speaks volumes about both the individual and the institution. My aunt Juanita, known to the family as Nita, was the second of six children born to my grandparents, James and Rowena Lark. She had a tell it like it is, yet truthful way about her. Aunt Emma says Aunt Nita was the authoritarian big sister who in her own quiet way always told her siblings, you can do anything you set your mind to doing, just do it. To my understanding, Whatever new endeavor Aunt Nita decided to take on, she delved into it wholeheartedly, learned it in completion, and was able to perform it to the level of expertise. The Lark's siblings understood the importance of education, but education is just one of the driving forces in the Lark family. So is faith, the assurance of things hoped for, a conviction of things not seen. The church was a major part of Aunt Nita's life. Both education and faith are strong parts of our DNA that has been handed down from generations to generation in the Lark family. Standing on the shoulders of those Lark educators before us prescribed a legacy for learning that has taken some of the family members to some strange places in pursuit of a college degree. My brother Douglas decided to go to Brunswick, Maine, where he attended Bowdoin College to get his undergraduate degree. And following in the footsteps of our uncle, James Lark Jr., Doug received his master's at Columbia University in New York City. My cousin Cynthia left the big city of Chicago for Macon, Georgia to attend Mercer University, a liberal arts college that is also located in the same state where both our grandparents were born. My cousin Renee completed her studies at the University of Anchorage and currently resides and teaches in the public school system in Alaska. And myself, I left Washington, D.C. to earn an undergraduate degree at the University of Oklahoma. The institution not only known for their academic programs, along with their winning football team, but where that very same uncle, James Locke Jr., was denied admissions in early 1950s. I'm sure there are other family members that have followed in our aunt's footsteps in perhaps a similar academic trajectory. So I can only imagine what might have been going through Aunt Nita's mind, a young African-American woman who, like me, spent most of her life growing up in Washington, D.C. She had already attended Howard University, and here she was, leaving family, friends, and the safety of familiar surroundings to attend two colleges in very unfamiliar places. 
The first was Heston College in Heston, Kansas, and then saving the best for last, completing her studies here at Goshen College. <laughs> Unlike myself, my brother, and my cousins, Aunt Nita was the first generation of learners in the family to be alone in a predominantly white campus in rural Indiana. As a product of parents who were proud parishioners of the Mennonite Church, and her father, my grandfather, who made history as the denomination's first African-American ordained bishop, finishing her degree at Goshen at the time was a natural fit. As you can see, the Lark family has a long history of being the first. That's not to say that attending Goshen was easy. My Aunt Emma often shares a tale that illustrates both the challenges my aunt faced as an African-American student and her determination to overcome any obstacles. As the story goes, my aunt had a group of friends who heard about a party. Yes, my millennial friends, they had parties back there too <laughs> at Goshen. So she and her crew, my aunt and her crew, were very excited about this party. But word got back to them that the party organizers did not want my aunt there. Unfortunately, racial segregation was prevalent in many parts of the country, and in this case, there was no room for a Negro student at an all-white party. Now, Aunt Nita could have sulked. She could have skipped the party and blamed white students at the school as well as society at large for the indignation. But my, my aunt, after all, she was a lark. She decided to go to the party anyway, wearing a turban. That's right, I said turban. <laughs> Creative and resourcefulness were other traits that my aunt Nita possessed. The group who organized the party acknowledged her as a student, but just couldn't figure out if she was black or an exotic visitor from a Middle Eastern country. So they let her stay. <laughs> it was her ability to laugh at herself and life that helped her endure this and probably other racial challenges back then. Being able to find humor in those particular situations showed mental toughness and resilience. Needless to say, my aunt enjoyed the party and she had a good time. Aunt Nita graduated from Goshen College in 1943 and we are here today to honor her as the first African-American student to do so. Her time at Goshen served her well. Receiving her degree in education took her back to the city life where she achieved a 35-year career as one of Chicago's best public school teachers. As an educator, she was tough, yet endearing and had high expectations for her students. She spoke with clarity and patience allowing her students to learn with confidence and ease. She took pride in her work and always went above and beyond her role as their teacher. Anita leaves a legacy of excellence and exemplifies the love of God in how she lived. Fortunately, Goshen College has come a long way since the days my aunt was a student attending classes and crashing parties. I can only imagine what my aunt would say if she was here today. She would no doubt be in awe of her alma mater, now one of the best liberal arts colleges in the Midwest. She would be thrilled, at, she would be thrilled that a school 
where prejudice was once a fact of life for her, now stresses the importance of an integrative, international, and intercultural approach to education that ensures success for all students and servant leaders. As things have changed in our country and around the world, many things have remained the same. We are seen as a country divided politically when addressing issues around race relations, diversity and inclusion, as well as social economic equality. We're still marching in protests concerning women's rights, LGBT inequality in the workplace, debating black and blue lives matter initiatives, as well as the fear of the impact of today's growing global society. Please don't get me wrong. I'm not by no means taking advantage of this platform to instill my large DNA as an activist for civil rights and social justice. Well, maybe I am. <laughs> nor do I want to overshadow this joyous occasion with the perceived realities of current world events. As a lark, it will be a disservice of my family legacy if I do not use my role as an educator to share how much the world is changing and how these changes will impact our future generation of learners. I think about the next generation of larks and what huge shoes they are aspired to fill. My cousin Michael has brought his son Terrence and his daughter Shari here to witness a significant occasion in our family's history today. I'm so proud of my nephew Simeon, who is currently enrolled in law school at the University of Dayton. Every family needs a lawyer, I'm just saying. <laughs> and how my brother Douglas instilled in him that it is the context of his character and not the color of his skin that will make him successful in all of his endeavors. And my cousins, Stephanie and Celeste, who cared for Aunt Nita during her final years, I'm sure they got an earful of stories and words of advice from such a wise and wonderful lady that will last them a lifetime. I'm just not sure what Aunt Nita would say about this honor. She would be humble, obviously grateful, and perhaps at a loss of words. I think she would be more proud to be a Goshen alumni, knowing that this school has expanded its curricular and co-curricular activities to meet the educational needs of your diverse student population for the 21st century and beyond. She would have been thrilled to know that this institution has a reputable center for intercultural and international education which dedicates itself to developing and preparing students for a world in which social structures and everyday interactions are based on the premise of justice, mutuality, respect, equality, acceptance, freedom, diversity, and peacemaking are the norm. My Aunt Nita would have been overjoyed and very pleased to know that at Goshen, you seek to understand differences while honoring family structures, spiritual values, as well as cultural values. My aunt would have been delighted to know that you are investing resources to create a transformed learning community on this campus that is inclusive of not only students of color, but of all people who come with an open mind and heart with the freedom to engage in respectful dialogue around social issues and worldviews. 
As a proud graduate of this institution, she would have continued to uphold the school's model, culture for service. Aunt Nita believed in the service of helping others. I still hear stories told of her kindness of baking meals, sending random letters of encouragement, and giving money to those in need. Her service was to all, regardless of their race, ethnicity, social economic status, or religious belief. So as a proud niece and an educator who has followed in my aunt Nita's footsteps, and who has completed more degree programs that I never thought could be imagined, I again say thank you. On behalf of the Lark family, I say thank you for rising up and going beyond the norm of what was done in the past. Thank you for showcasing your vibrant cultural community and your commitment to diversity and inclusion. But most importantly, thank you for honoring the accomplishments of my Aunt Nita. In closing, I would like to share a scripture that I think my aunt would appreciate for this special occasion. It comes from Isaiah chapter 54, verse two. Enlarge the place of thy tent and let them stretch forth the curtains of thy habitation. Spare not, lengthen thy cords and strengthen thy stakes. Goshen College, if my aunt were here, she would sincerely thank you for this honor and encourage you to continue to enlarge your tent. Thank you.
My name is Elijah Laura, and I'm a first year. And on the behalf of the college, I'd like to thank you very much, Dr. Lyons, for speaking today. You and your family have been an inspiration for people of color on campus, and we can't thank you enough for you and your family's contributions to the community. I'd also like to thank um, Devon Kramer, Etienne Davis, Aliyah Bird, President Brenneman, Mary Jeremy Stutzman, uh, Talia Borm, and the Women's World Choir for making today possible. Before we end, I'd like to leave you with a quote. Every great dream begins with a dreamer. Always remember, you have within you the strength, the patience, and the passion to reach for the stars and change the world. Harriet Tubman. Like Juanita Lark, we have the potential to change our communities for the better. Let us carry on with our semester and look for ways to make the community a better place. We would now like to invite you to the dedication ceremony, which will take place in the Welcome Center immediately following convocation. Refreshments will be served, and I'd like to see you all there. Thank you.